All right, we got the turtle footage. Turtles on, on turtles on turtles, dude. Uh, welcome back, a little podcasting adventure. We're, we are on an adventure. We've we were on a bit of a hiatus, and we're back, dude. We're indeed back. You know how we run? We're streaky. We're like that. We don't we don't want to hog all the glory. It's also it builds anticipation. Oh yeah, for all three people that listen to this. <laughs> all the people who listen are just shaking in their boots right now. Yeah, that the we, boys are back. And if you are, you know, thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, how you been though, man? Good. Everything's good. Uh, the summer's winding down. You know, I I used to love summer as a kid. I still still love it, but uh, it hurts my wallet sometimes. I feel like there my really particular wasn't... job is a slow season for me. It's a li- it's a light month, July. Yeah, that's what everyone says about food. I feel like this summer was kind of a little lackluster. Well, if you have a if you have a uh, a nice patio, I mean, how's your patio yeah. looking? Am I gonna be able to get a table there on Sunday? Um, we it might be packed, dude. Right, we, we stay packed out there. Okay, and but I figured that they um, see like we have a I'll patio, but up, dude, like you know the places you know, where I'm at downtown, everyone wants to go to the flats. They want to see and they Mar- want to be seen. Margaritaville, you know? not Margaritaville, dude. I can't believe that place is still open. I watched a three-hour video. No, it wasn't three hours. It was like thirty minutes. But of this guy who goes to every Margaritaville, yeah. in the United States, like the old people that go to all the Cracker Barrels. Well, he uh, his is more just punishing himself. I think like a penance. <laughs> he has he to hates pay. himself so much. He, I, I first saw this dude because he went to all the rainforest cafes oh yeah which to me is a way cooler one to go to because it seems more abandoned and dilapidated yeah don't they all just look like old mall food food courts from the 90s like the palm well they have like the palm trees and shit i've never went to a rainforest cafe so it's like i can imagine it where it's just you know a bunch of fucking animatronic animals making noise yeah i'm sure the food all just kind of sucks well, I, I was confused because, you know, the rainforest at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo has a, a cafe in it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like a chain thing? Like, what's going You're on like, yeah, here? what the fuck's happening, dude? They and got th- more th- rainforest? People kept talking about rainforest cafes like there were in other places. I'm like, oh, like, did did they expand? That would that be has s- to be the original. It would be sick if the cafe inside the rainforest was actually, like, good as fuck. No. That'd be it's so like a little awesome. Food court. Yeah, it's oh, it is just truly... I, just li- I like court. the rainforest at the Cleveland Zoo because you get to cool off a little bit. You got that AC going. Oh, it's going. sick. The rainforest is the coolest part. Yeah. I remember they had the albino alligators there for oh, a little yeah. bit, dude. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That yeah. part where they do the rainstorm shit. Yeah. That's sick. This when you're is, a kid. Here's a real bizarre story about the rainforest at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo. A girl I worked with for a long time has one of these like irrational fears. I've never heard this before. She's afraid of domed structures, domed buildings. That's so, and I'm not talking about like being inside of them. I'm talking about like she couldn't like she goes when I would drive past that building on the highway, I'd have to look away. That shit like that seems so weird to me where it's the same way. Do you remember when everyone got that fear of tiny holes? No. If people got have this fear I forget what the fuck it's called. It's got some a phobia damn ass name, <laughs> but it's yeah, like sponges or spider eyes, things that have like a lot of like con- like holes that are all like near each other. Yeah. That are uh, what would you call that? Like porous maybe? Yeah, very porous, yeah. Um it like freaks people out. They have this fear and I'm like, "How are you figuring this out?" When did this become fashionable? And 
It yeah. literally, I think someone uh, saw it on TikTok and like freaking out. Yeah, it was like probably a TikTok thing, and I, everyone's like, "I'm afraid of that too." Now, there's kids that watch videos of people with Tourette's syndrome, and they start developing the same tics that these people have in the videos. God, bring a, a whole horrible. new meaning to the word TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that it true. They're uh, no, it's, like, it's like a real thing. I heard about that, but no. So yeah, dome buildings. She had this thing about it. She's getting over it. I guess, like, she sent me a Snapchat. She was going to the rainforest at the zoo. I'm like, what are you doing, Karen? There's a dome there, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, this is one of the biggest domes in the city. In the city. And uh, I was like, you know, where does this fear come from? She's like, I don't know. I've looked. At, I've tried to read about it online. There's not a lot of information. She goes, my guess is. When yeah, I was her in her guess? A, her guess is when she was in a previous life, she okay. died mm-hmm. in, like, a dome structure that yeah. was, like, collapsing. She was sacrificed in ancient Rome. Under a dome, but like the way she described it was so vivid, I'm like, wow, you might be right. Like a big piece of the dome just squashed her, and it's I mean, just black. And then you wake up and you're being born. <laughs> that would be, that would be a cool thing to actually be true. I don't know how much I'm in there for reincarnation, but right. if that what, because I a lot of fears make sense to me. They do, like, yeah, they're reasonable. It's reasonable in a evolutionary way yeah. it's like oh we don't like snakes snakes used to kill us have you heights have... guess what climbing trees dude yeah people fall out the motherfuckers all the time what about have you seen the maury clip the woman that's afraid of the olives i have like, seen bring that. out the olives bring out the olives she's like no ah! she freaks out who do you think pitched that episode and they're like i found this freak she's afraid of olives i mean those shows used to just exploit so many people oh it's just people with, i mean people are still being exploited on television don't get me wrong yeah but that but was those people the were golden age very clearly all mentally disturbed yeah and they were just like, yeah, get them on the show. I mean, there. I mean, to this day, there are so many people you can just be like, hey, you want to be on TV? Yeah. And, you know, okay, we got to do this, this, and that. And they're just like, all right. There, have you seen the – there's a Jerry Springer where the girl comes up and this guy's sitting on stage and he's like, uh, Sharon, I got to tell you something. And she's like, what? And he's like, I'm black. And this dude's like clearly black as night. Yeah. Like, and she's like, what? And he's like, I'm a black man. She was like, are you fucking... And it like starts bugging out and you're like, hold on. You've Wait, had what? a relationship with this person and not noticed. Like, Interesting. It's, uh, so many of those shows just seem like real life like sketch comedy. <laughs> yeah, right. It's what almost just uh, unwritten sketch comedy that they had. Um, But we started off the show with a couple turtles on the screen. I got to bring up something I'm real pumped for dude what's that that's the return of my boys the teenage mutant ninja turtles oh yeah the so seth rogan's involved in this project how do you think that's gonna go i think it's gonna be sick dude i guess uh the director of it did something versus the machines um i guess it was like a netflix movie okay but that got a bunch of good fucking everyone loved it and dude the turtles it's perfect i got the little nephew i'm gonna take him to see it yeah i want it's such a cool thing that it all comes back around, dude. It's I liked it the, when I was a kid. It's one of the biggest creative it's, properties ever. Oh, it's huge. And I think this one is especially geared. It's very good for, like, kids. Because even as, like, the kids as the cast, the Turtles are all, like, actual teenagers. Yeah. But Seth Rogen does a pretty good job of mixing, like, some of that adult humor in there and like it's worth it for an adult to see it yeah kids are gonna like it too 
and I think the animation's it. unique enough that um, it's not. It is unique. It it felt a little choppy. Yeah, like, I think in the trailer, like even like Spider Verse sometimes feels like that. Like when there's not a fight scene going on, you're kind of like, "What's up with it's this?" Very yeah, jagged. It's like the best word I can use to describe it. Um, I don't hate it, but I think it's also because this does kind of have a Spider Verse vibe. Yeah, to it in the animation. I think that's bit. what a lot of people. Everyone's just trying to figure out the new thing that catches people's eye. And it's interesting. I don't think it's the new thing, but I think right now it's something that people are, are interested in want to see. I saw the new Spider-Verse. It was great. Oh, was it? It was fantastic. I believe it. Some really, really good fight scenes. The coolest fight scene is in the beginning. Spider-Gwen has a battle with uh, the Vulture, but it's this different Vulture from a different multiverse. Yeah. It's uh, like a Da Vinci Vulture. Oh, okay. So like his animation style is literally like on brown parchment paper. But it looks really realistic, oh, and he has sick. all these like Da Vinci type weapons, and like, yeah, old school fucking yeah. And the whole time, you know, he's fighting in this reality that's like you know looks like the Spider Verse animation that we know, and then it's like kind of you know it looks like like parchment paper glued onto this scene, and like it's moving interactively. It's so cool. I like how they it do that. Really Spider Verse cool. is good with that shit, where it's like everyone kind of has their own animation style, like how the first one was, or. Noir is kind exactly. of this black and white. Yeah, exactly. Spider Ham's a little bit more Looney Tune-ish. Um, yeah, sorry. There's two flies that have just all right. <laughs> broken the Guinness World Record for a lifespan who have yeah. just lived in here for like two days now. They have now. enough sustenance, maybe. They're yeah, even, I thought flies only They're sucking like, on cigarette butts for, yeah. <laughs> for um, protein. But no, I'm pumped for fucking new Spider-Man. Or not new Spider-Man, new Turtles. Yeah. They got the all-star cast. I'm glad it's not just going to be... I don't think it's just going to be Big Shredder Zone. Like okay. how they usually kind of... Yeah, now that you think of... Not, you know, not a ton of rogues in the uh, this, the Ninja Turtles realm. Well, they're I not... They're never like... They're always at the four characters. They, you know? There's a lot of like characters they made, especially because they were pumping out so many toys. That There's a lot of like weird rogues, but they're always... Um, it's kind of Power Ranger style where like... Rita Repulsa gets a new monster. Yeah. And then that, like, they don't really have a ton of character, like, personality or, like, character arc. So no one's ever like, oh, yeah, Ray Filet. I mean, I just think it's Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady, and Crank. And, and, like, that's fucking it. That's all. Yeah, I there's can. really, you have the uh, Triceratons, which are Triceratop aliens. Okay. Uh, Was that in the cartoon? That was in the cartoon, cartoon was great. and the comics. I had a couple of the cartoons on VHS growing up, and I watched them all the time. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy that that show came out in 91, too, and we were watching Oh, that. it was like late 80s. I think it was like 87. Oh, the show. Was it? Yeah, because it came out before the movie. The movie came out oh, in 1990. the movie came out in 1990. You're right. You're right. So, yeah, it had to have been like in the 80s. We're still watching it mid like 10 years after and it's still on TV. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it'd be crazy to have a 10-year-old show that's not coming out with new episodes know, on TV Well, yeah, now. cartoons like that had, had like more le- longevity back then. Yeah, because there wasn't just a you'd, million... You'd be seeing Doug Funny reruns up until like 2005, and that show it, came out in wow. 91. And know? it lasted fucking forever. Yeah, and then they, well, then Disney bought it, and they had new ones and yeah, shit. Yeah, it, but it's, it's wild that they relied so heavily yeah. on those, where now... I met. It's almost like unless it's like little kid show that fucking can last forever because it's just explaining you know the number one every episode. Yeah, 
it's like none of those shows exist anymore. Like a Rugrats. I know. No, that's what I'm saying. They're, they don't have the longevity, you know, or like I don't know, some of them. Some of them do have like a following. I think like the last one, last cartoon that I really enjoyed was like the regular show. Okay. You know, with uh, uh, Mordecai and Rigby, the Blue Jay and the, and yes, the Rocky yes, record. Yeah, yeah. That was a great show. Actually, very, very funny. And that had a big cult following. It was very funny. People well, because that to... was, um, weren't they doing that Adventure Time show at that similar, same kind of Similar era? time. So that was Pendleton Ward. JG, Th- not JG, Th- what's his name? I can't remember. The guy that did. Uh, JG uh, Whatworth? No, no. The guy, that, the guy that did a uh, regular show. Quintel. Okay. JG Quintel or something like that. Those two guys kind of came up at Cartoon Network around the same time. Yeah, I feel like they so, were there. Next... They were very different shows, though. Ad- oh, Adventure 100%. Time was okay, but uh, no. Anyways, quick fun uh, Ninja Turtles uh, trivia. So Rob Paulson, who did the voice of Raphael in the original show, okay, he ended up doing the voice of Donatello in the TMNT show that was super popular. It was on Netflix, uh, Nickelodeon for a while. And it's funny, I heard him talking about it on his podcast. He was like, yeah, I, I just was kind of like, oh, I'll audition for this Donatello role. Like, it'd be kind of funny. Like, So they gave him the job, and he like, it was something like he was talking to the voice director or whoever. It was like, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but I actually did the voice of Raphael in the 80s show. And they're like, are you serious? Like, yeah, like, like dude, we had we literally had no idea. Like, it was just, he just kind of got the job by coincidence. I don't think there was any sort of seniority there or um, yeah, I'm pedigree, sure, you know? Well, especially at that time. Nickelodeon had bought it, mm-hmm. so it's not like there's anyone who was even involved in that original cartoon on there. Yeah, I, I don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure I heard him tell this story, and it was just kind of like it had nothing to do with him getting the job. The fact that he had already done the voice of a Ninja Turtle, they just really liked. I well, mean, he, and he's a pro. I mean, yeah. he's a pro, and he also um, once if you kind of have the vibe too. Yeah, the vibe of the turtles usually remains pretty similar. Yes, <laughs> like. Never is it ultra, ultra serious other than, I guess, the first movie is the only one, which, I, dude, that first movie it's so good. is so fucking good. I rewatched it the other day and was <laughs> just like, it, I think that might be a top five comic book movie to me. It's it's up there. And, and yeah, I didn't realize how popular it was when it came out. There was like lines around the block. People yeah, loved it was. It, it made a ton for 1990 yeah an independent movie it made a lot of money i mean aside from those expensive suits that the that um shout out that henson Henson. workshop made yeah aside from that not a lot of uh no there's no effects or anything effects or anything the suit and the suits really don't look that bad they look great they look pretty fucking good when i was a little kid i was like how are they doing this yeah I, I, it I, is it was like witchcraft to me yeah you're like what the fuck is are these real turtles yeah because like cgi was still a new thing like well and people pull up all the time oh yeah because blade came out was blade that no blade wasn't 1990 no it came out like 98 okay yeah yeah but even in 98 like the blood monster and blade is hideous yeah think how bad those turtles would have been but um, I didn't realize, so technically, it was an independent movie, even though New Line put it out. It was, like, all financed independently. And it held the record for highest-grossing independent movie from 1990 all the way to 1999 when Blair Witch beat it. Really? Insane. Ninja Turtles? N- Ninja Turtles, for almost a decade, was the highest-grossing independent movie. That's crazy. Not talked about enough. It so wild that and just the whole culture of it i think 
I was talking to an, another friend, and he was saying that Foot Clan layer almost was the blueprint for so many DIY like punk spots and shit in the <laughs> yeah. future because it's just there's so much going on. Think about it, in 1990, if you're a kid, you're like, if you're anyone from the age of six years old to probably 16 years old, yeah. maybe 18 years old, you look at that scene and you're like, this rules. How, how has that not uh, become a thing? Like, how has no one, someone has to have built this by now. Uh, like, it's some, like, warehouse in Brooklyn blows somewhere. Blows my mind, because that, whatever was going on there yeah. was the coolest shit. Even if you exclude doing having a dojo in there yeah to be it was perfect for everyone honestly I, those are all the straight edge guys they, all the guys right. who burned out from drinking and <laughs> hit straight edge just do are now ninjutsu thieves yeah or just like oh yeah i'm gonna go over here and play cubert on the <laughs> on the arcade yeah, there's good gambling and shit so there w- i went to this place in brooklyn funny enough that was not too far off to this pet. You would have loved this place. It was pretty much just missing a skateboard ramp yeah. and, and uh, ninja training, and it was pretty similar to this Foot Clan dojo. So it was a place in Brooklyn. It's called the Brooklyn Night Bazaar. This place was, excuse me, a music venue, but it also was a flea market, and they were, oh, okay. people were selling shit. You would have fucking loved it, dude. It was so cool. Huge facility. The stage was all the way in the back. The bazaar, the actual little marketplace, was actually kind of right in the center of everything. And then throughout the place, they had arcade games. They had pool tables. They had ping pong. They had air hockey. Like they had a mini golf course in this place. They Damn. had a they had a beer garden. Dude, it was like never so ending. So they just had like a million. It was sick. Yeah, places like. You could do anything. And the whole time there's like a show going on. Like, you know, like it was really cool. I saw Dylan's band play there. It was amazing. Well, that's what I was talking to that buddy about when we were talking about how it looks like a DIY spot. Like, think about the the bands that got to play at the Foot Clan Lair. <laughs> like, if that was a real place, it's like, yeah, Chromax were here, like, not, like, the other week. It's just like a buck. I'm sure they would just get sick bands in there. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't want to play? Um, I could see that. Yeah, it's in New York, too. Like That's uh, 100%. The I'm excited though. I'm pumped for Turtles to be kind of back and not. When's be, that coming out? I think it might be out right now. Really? Or coming out? But I mean, I've always. It's the seventh Turtles movie, I think. Oh wow! The really? Yeah, because you have the original three. The original three. There is an animated one. The TMT, TMNT. TMNT. Yeah, and that then you out. have two Michael Bay's. Okay. Yeah. And the, I love that everyone calls them the Michael Bay's, and I don't even think he directed them. I think he was just no. a producer just on produced, them. He just paid for this But shit. it just clearly looks all like Michael Bay shit, he where people an, are just yeah. rolling around and machinery is just like clanking, <laughs> and you you almost just hear like, beep, like brown, this, the sound effects department for whoever Michael Bay hired. I mean, that's those are some mechanical dudes. It it just has that. Sh- it's. How I talk about Zack Snyder movies always having that like filter on them. Yeah. Michael Bay movies have that same exact thing where it's like you can tell a movie that he's got his little fingerprints on. Yeah. From the minute it almost starts. There's a great family guy where they do three different directors. Like they each it's the same episode directed by three different people. And one was like Quentin Tarantino, Wes Anderson, and Michael Bay. <laughs> and the Michael Bay one's hilarious, like through his filter, you know. Oh, it's I mean, Tarantino I don't think is well, they all just poke fun at you know it's it's you know it's all just parody. Anyways, uh, not to dr- dwell on Nickelodeon for too long, but I did see this awesome thing in Variety. I guess there's a new uh, CEO over at Nickelodeon, 
And they're bringing it back. The, 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 he, this guy's saying Nickelodeon's back, and I kind of like this dude's swagger. He's the new CEO, Brian Robbins. Um, and he's this dude got a foot he fetish. He was basically like throwing shade. Says he was nodding that recent Disney films like Elemental and Lightyear stumbled at the box office. He said, "Quote: People are looking for animated movies that are irreverent and have comedic point of view." And it's like for that, sure he's basically just saying like our shit. We're about to come out with this new Ninja Turtles movie and stuff we're working on in the future. It's gonna people are gonna like it. They're there's going to be comedy to it. It's not going to be super serious. I think that's it's a breath of fresh air for sure. It's yeah. I don't know about elementals because I don't. Other than like elemental, actually looked cool. It looked like kind of a harken back to like classic Pixar stuff. I don't know if you saw a trailer for that. I saw like I saw a trailer for it, and it yeah, it looked fine. But I think Lightyear, the bombed. Buzz Light bombed. Yeah, because why are you mixing Buzz Lightyear with like? interstellar dude what the fuck we don't need all this weird yeah like backstory and extra shit and people are always quick to be like oh it's because it had a gay woman in it or like there's a black it's like all these dumb excuses the movie's just not good it's not because a character is gay a character is black or whatever race it's like it's just not fun there it's a movie for kids the biggest thing I heard about the Lightyear movie was no one knew who this movie was for. What's the audience? Mm-hmm. It's too mature for kids, and it's too just kind of like bizarre for adults. Well, like, I they think just couldn't really like grasp it. So I, that's why I like this Nickelodeon CEO being like, "Hey, this movie's gonna be fun and funny." Yeah, and that's what a hard thing. People are always trying to get that perfect mix of this is for kids, but adults can enjoy it too. And sometimes when that fucking recipe isn't right, you miss on both. So now, not only is it not for one of the two parties that you're aiming for, it doesn't hit with either of them. Yeah. And the movie just bombs, which is what happens with shit like Light Years, where you're like, no one's watching this because no one gets it. Like... Kids like Buzz Lightyear because it's just a fun, loud, kind of dumb action figure. It we don't need it to be a heartfelt story. The 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 lore was just kind of nuts. And you know, actually, it's funny we've talked about this a few other times. What they really should have drawn from was that Buzz Lightyear TV show, which was yeah, really good. that would have been it. Would have just been a fun space realm. They should have. They already had those characters. I don't want to say established, but people our age would know who they were. It, Exactly, and you could introduce them quick enough. Yeah, it's just three. That's what they did in the the movie. the The, the first episode of the show was, was a movie. Yeah, and that's exactly. what they did, and it was great. A real brief. Oh, these are the characters. Yeah, there doesn't need to be like a weird time travel plot. It feels like they just tried to grab everything from comic book shit too, yeah. where you're just like, "What is any of this?" We I'm don't go back and watch that Buzz Lightyear Star Command, dude. That was it, a great. Show. I remember that being like a totally fine show. It was always on early before school, so I'd catch it. Yeah, then. I always like that. There was that was like Disney had a cool era there uh, with like I don't know if you were Saturday shows. morning. Yeah, they like Recess was great, and um, Recess, Recess is a fucking great show. OG absolute fucking class dude when i think saturday morning cartoons that we grew up with i think of that show i because recess hits on so many levels where it's like they did that thing where it's like they grabbed every character type but it's like they almost did it from a all those characters i feel like could just be translated into adults yeah yeah and it works really well like in a if they weren't on the plate like recess yard and it was a city yeah 
it would all still work really well because it's like weird gang affiliations and like kind of was dude, street dude like yeah. uh, fuck there's a snitch DJ was a hustler yeah there's a snitch there's a dude who would just sell anything who has like a trench coat <laughs> with fucking like watches and shit or like the diggers oh i bet there was so much oh dude and that's a little you know <laughs> what the hell were they saying i know that? their faces were covered with dirty yeah, shit that, too it's kind of fucked the up Ashley, oh yeah they're always just working <laughs> <laughs> like make sure the those two are working constantly. They were literally like dark dark skin yeah. ditch diggers. It's the, terrible. Uh, the Ashleys is like a club of mean women. They were just, yeah, they were just catty women. They've God. always existed. They always will exist. Oh you, yeah, TJ's that was hu- the original Mean Girls. TJ's kind of is just a hustler. Spinelli is just like a tough lesbian chick. <laughs> you have your you have your uh, your man in the chair, which was Gretchen. Oh, dude, Gretchen was one of my favorite characters. I, Gretchen was great. You have the, the little you the have the little pussy kid Gus. Yeah, Gus was. What was the fat kid's name? Mikey, Mikey dude. Big, T- yeah. TJ, was, the leader of the group, was a lightweight like con man. Yeah, he, he was like a scammer. It was, it was kind of like what? Oh, and all the episodes I remember are just them. C- scamming things yeah like it's just again if that was you, the first show i ever heard the term c-note they found yeah. a hundred dollar bill on the ground and, and they, they call keep, it a c-note they, they keep calling it that not once they call it a hundred dollar bill they just keep calling it i'm like who's trying to make this like a thing yeah it was like it was a tv show for like gang affiliated children <laughs> and they, they roll just, it up and do lines of coke yeah <laughs> they're like we're gonna roll this up and do pixie sticks <laughs> wink wink come on guys i just got it from uh, the trench coat kid, the clear drug dealer of the yeah. school. There was, and that's the, it, it was the the tongue in cheek stuff from like that late nineties, early two thousands was great. Or like I loved another. There was another show like that that Disney era. There was Recess. I like that other show, Lloyd in Space. I don't even remember that show. I was in oh, that show. I do remember. What was the fun. fuck was Lloyd in Space? Yeah, he was like an alien kid. It was basically like aliens and humans lived in this giant space station together. Okay. And like that was like their little like cul de sac or like neighborhood or whatever. That was their vibe. Cause then you had Pepper Ann too. Pepper Ann from that era. I liked uh, The Weekenders. The that Weekenders. Was, that was, was a great good. show. You know why I liked that show? The characters changed clothes. They had yeah. like different outfits. outfits and you shit. never saw that on a cartoon show. They're like, wild. what if we made them different clothing? And it, it they're was, like, holy shit. It sounds stupid, but like that was like a big deal. Yeah, because it changes character. It's like, yeah, I get what's going on. That had a very. Uh, I love that this is just this is a big cartoon episode, but it is. We, uh, it's heavy. We're leaning heavy. There was a period when those when that shit was coming out, Nickelodeon was doing like a bunch of kind of teen cartoons. I feel like yeah, that were like midday shit and or like impossible. Well, no, it was I like, like I'm I trying to think. Show. There was one, I forget. What, it was like some chick in high school, and she they were trying to aim for like kids in high school oh, doing like on a, Disney. I don't know if it was Disney. I remember or it was Nick. told by Ginger. Oh, she was told by Ginger. She was like classic. junior high, though. Which is, to me, I'll be honest. That was that show like I didn't tell people I watched, but I totally watched when that I, show all the time. <laughs> so going to like a private school, not to brag, but we just had one K through eight. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, like we're just getting into junior high. And I was like, damn, what's that feel? Like I was so was jealous to get to go to a new school. For junior high, yeah, all these children are running around. Oh, dude, that must have for sucked. us. It was just you get to go to the second floor of the building. <laughs> I'm 11 now. Yeah, I'm. Go- <laughs> I'm a, I can walk upstairs by myself <laughs> now. That was uh, that was a golden time. I seriously think recess might be, and I know I just said this about Ninja Turtles, <laughs> but 
I think the Ninja Turtles movie, top five movie, Recess might be one of my top five uh, cartoons. Let, let's. Do, I need to rewatch this thing. Yeah, they're on Disney Plus. Are they Disney Plus? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, we should do this. Will be fun. How about we do this? We cast Reese, the Recess characters as adults. Like, okay. If they were gonna make a movie, all right the Recess now. kids grown up. Yeah. Like okay. who would play who? What do you have? Like uh, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now, TJ. Jason Bateman, right off the TJ is it Jason right Bateman? off the rip. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Man, who am I gonna go with for TJ? I think, dude. Honestly, though, Spinelli probably just get the girl. I think her name is Laura Hill, that does the voice, and she does Bobby, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill. I would go. She, she does voice of Spinelli, and she would she would actually rock that character. I think I've even seen her do the co- Spinelli cosplay before. Um, I'm gonna do. My TJ Detweiler is <laughs> with the last name drop. With the last name, dude. <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> I with have a backwards hat. With a backwards hat. My Spinelli. I'm doing a Gone in 60 Seconds reunion because I'm going Angelina Jolie. This rules. I want to go see this movie. Um, who, who plays would, Mikey? Who's Big Mikey? Who's Big Mikey? Big Mikey Ma- might be Will Sasso, <laughs> uh, Gus, who's like a little, like a frail little guy. Could do they all have to that be alive? Been like fem- that would have been Philip Seymour Hoffman. That would have been Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like a thousand he would, percent. He would like method act the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what's the black kid's name? Vince. Uh, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say Chris. Vince. Yeah. Vince is. Anthony Mackie. <laughs> I was gonna say Idris Alba. Yeah. Oh, that's so like, much he, like this is just all them grown up with like a high top face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like I told you guys to stop making fun of my fade. Um, who who are some other good? Who would be Gretchen? Oh, you got yeah, you gotta get Gretchen. Red hair, a nerd. Oh, do you make? Do you have Gretchen glow up, dude, yeah, and become like, like, Jessica uh, Chastain? Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn would be good. I like Jessica Chastain because she's already she was an Interstellar as a nerd. Oh yeah. So I think she could be a good a good nerd. She's all right. You know, you know <laughs> Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. Not too ginger. Too ginger. Um, I'm trying. Who are some other side? Like, who's a good Randall? Like, who's the snitch? Oh, Randall. Who's like a little like dude? Put- Bill Bill Burr. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I feel like I can't see Bill Burr being like a snitch. Like, I need someone like slimy. Yeah, but he, he just kind of looks like a Weasley fuck, you know? He does look like a Weasley fuck. Uh, Alan Rickman would have been a great fucking Randall. <laughs> mm, yeah. King Bob. Remember King Bob? King Bob. Oh, yeah. King, king Bob the was the. He was the king of the playground. He was in the fifth grade or the sixth grade. Yeah. Since he's old, that's definitely Robert De Niro now. <laughs> Are you on my playground? You're you're, you're nailing. Are you it. on my playground right now? <laughs> they uh, damn yeah. I just Randall's Randall's a tough one. Who I just don't know. Uh, oh, you know what? I would have Ron uh, Steve Buscemi. That's a good as one. Randall. That's a good one. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> What's right, up, we, guys? I'm I'm a I'm a young. I'm just not a cop. Hold, I'm not a snitch. Hold on, guys. I'm getting a phone call. Hello, David Zaslav. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know the writers are on strike. I, do I have an idea for you? Hey. Live action recess. <laughs> Guess what? Not in the union. I'm working, baby. 
<laughs> no one's giving me any union dues due. The, uh, oh, what's you... my name? It's uh, Scab. S-C-A-B. <laughs> the, speaking of that, the, how long you think they strike for? Oh, they're playing hardball, dude. They're, they're saying I it's going to be... I know the studios be... are like, let some of them die. They're not even going to resume talks until October. That's so crazy. It's awful. It's you pretty know, awful. Last time this happened was like the... the early 2000s? N- no, when writers and... Actors oh, struck together. both struck together. No, when was, was late eighties when cable came out. Oh yeah. And the same exact problem arose right. with getting residuals from the shows. And the big problem, this is from me just uh amalgamating all the information I've heard, is basically when none of these streaming platforms give their numbers. I know. So yeah. you have no idea. They just they just tell you a movie's good. They're like Spencer Confidential's great. <laughs> You're it's good. Yeah, Everyone's they watching. They do it. that with uh, comedy specials too. The, the comedian will be like, "Hey, how's how's the special doing?" Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, like, they're like, "It's doing really well." Yeah, they're like, and "I have they, no idea." There's no, no point of reference. Numbers. So the problem in their lies, they would need the numbers to get these people residuals. And when the numbers come out, that I'm sure a bunch of these shows are fucking tanking yeah. and doing horribly, then it's going to hit all these companies' stock prices. Are you t- okay, so are you referencing with this thing, Andrew? Basically, I saw Andrew Schultz say something he, about Andrew it. Andrew yeah. Schultz had a he similar thing. He broke it down very yeah. like, like I mean, intelligently. It, it kind of ends up being, I think that just a his was this too, that like at a certain point, if... We find out these companies aren't making money on making a hundred shows for each streaming platform. Then, and this was his big point, they're going to cancel a bunch of shows. Yeah. And then you guys aren't going to have jo- like it they're protesting is, themselves out of work. It is yeah. You are, and it's the people who are great, like writers and shit. Unfortunately that doesn't necessarily separate you. There's a bunch of great projects that just on paper might not seem like a lot. The, the, you know what it is? And no one wants to say it. There's too many goddamn people that want to work in entertainment. A hundred percent. It is what it is. It is saturated. Yeah. And it got, it became saturated because all 10 fucking streaming platforms got to make a million shows and pump a bunch of money. And I know you could, anyone could say, well, they were doing that for cable. They're still kind of doing it for cable. And cable for a lot of it was reruns. It was shows in syndication. How many channels were playing? Fucking Everybody Loves Raymond, Seinfeld, all these shows that had already... You know what I mean? Like TNT... And everyone that worked on those shows are still getting paychecks. TNT was Residual making... Checks. Yeah. TNT was making two or three, maybe five shows. They're not making... Uh, 60 shows. Yeah. It's like... So do you know that that strike you're talking about in the late 80s, you know what came out of that basically was reality TV. And you know what the first big show was? Because they didn't need writers? was Cops. Oh, yeah. That was like technically the first reality show, quote unquote. Such a weird thing that no one thinks about that being a reality show, but... And they did it because everyone was on strike. They didn't need anyone to write it. Yeah. They, Which... just, gave, they just put cameras in the fucking cop car. I'm sorry. I know it's like kind of like out of fashion and like I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest supporter of the police or whatever i mean yeah, I, whatever can, I, I don't understand we need cops but 
that show was good. Oh yeah, when, when Every, I I, uh, I had an injury. I was on the couch for like a couple. That's all I did was watch cops reruns. And I'm like, this is so wildly entertaining. Everyone loves cops, dude. It is not not true. Well, that's no, <laughs> they no. literally got canceled because people were like, we have to stop glorifying these guys beating the hell out of minorities. This is very true. But like, there is a certain era of cops where so many people, are like even people who are like, you know, a cab, fuck them, yeah, are still all like, these a cab fuckers. Sh- yeah, that show is that show rules and it's like for a lot of it it's great it did give me anxiety sometimes because i'd be like even as a child i was like fuck are they coming here yeah would they come here for something they definitely i mean do like it's actually a good thing also people don't realize because it kind of documents how how like fucking frivolous these cats were like and just like rolling up into people's houses and like you know it, it showed like the lack of accountability from that era and now, I guess the good thing about it is that like, you learn from that shit, and now things... It's, people it's, are at least... I don't want to say policing is getting better, but people are at least aware that things like fucked up shit happens. Well, yeah, I think uh, when it was... People are policing Back stuff. then, too, it seems so, like, not my, not me, not my problem. And sure. people were like, this is cool. This is crazy. Look at these people on, like, PCP and shit. Right. These aren't, like... They're not targeting innocent people, is all I'm saying, it, for sure. In the show... <laughs> In the show, I don't like. I'm sure they didn't show and, them. And there were times that people got straight up profiled. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it I can't. I don't even want to know the shit that they didn't even show. The, but every time that a cop made some sort of, the guy was always guilty. Yeah, they, they can tell when you're lying. They definitely edited that show was edited up and chopped up where they're not showing any of the ones where they're like, I think we've made a huge mistake. But you know, cops. I mean, whether you like them or not, if they pull you over, they're assessing the situation very quickly. They're going to figure out very quickly, oh, this guy is high on meth or crack. Oh, he yeah. probably has some on him. Let's, let's just kind of wait till he fucks up. And that's what they do. That Yeah, that's how... Because that's what they focus on. Where people on, like, these street drugs that... I remember the, one of the best episodes. This lady calls the cops because the crack dealer stole $20 for her to give her crack. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, this woman stole from me. And they're like... Why'd you give her twenty dollars? She's like, I had given her twenty dollars for some stuff, and she never gave me any stuff. And they're like, "Is it drugs?" And she's like, "Well, it's stuff." And I don't think we need to even assess <laughs> what the stuff is. I think we need to focus on the twenty dollars that I need back. Guys, let's let's focus on the big picture. Here. Yeah, don't worry about what I was gonna buy from this stranger on a porch. <laughs> let's worry about where my twenty dollars is at. My friend was at the Walgreens the one day, and there's this guy like looking around the parking lot, just like scouring the ground. And like he walks up, he's like, "Hey, man, my buddy's going to the store." He's like, "Have you seen? Um, I dropped something. Like, you know, it's my my shit. I dropped my shit. I'm looking for you." He's like, "Well, what is it? Like, what did you drop?" He's like, "You know, it's like a bag." And it's like, "I, I, it's, I my, my shit, dude. I, where is it?" He yeah. just kept saying, "He's like my shit." <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, I haven't seen your drugs." And guess what? If I saw them, I'm probably not picking them up. <laughs> he's just like, "You're not telling me what to look for." <laughs> yeah, is it crack? Are you looking for crack? Things in bags. Yeah, look I just stuff in bags. Just check it out. I remember when I were. If you find a baggie, whatever's in it is mine. When I used to work at uh, Target, we every once in a while they'd get like a dope head in there or something. Sure. And being in like a suburb, no one knew what to do ever. Right. Like everyone's like acting as if it's like the plague. They're like poking it with a broom. Yeah, they don't. They're like, <laughs> can I catch it? Can will I be addicted to heroin if I'm in ten feet of them? And me, as someone from the city, I'm just like, who cares? Just get this person out of here. It doesn't matter. And this, the one dude was being weird in electronics or something, and he throws away this bag, 
and he ends up leaving. And my favorite thing is, because <laughs> Zoom tight. Thank you. Everyone in a store like that, once something happens, everyone's fucking Sherlock Holmes. They're like, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna figure out the case. And I was like, what? The case of the guy who was on heroin who left? Who cares? He's gone now. And they're like, but he threw something away. He threw something away in the trash can. And I was like, okay, we'll take that trash and immediately put it in the compactor. Like, don't touch anything. And the kid, before I could say anything, goes, I'm digging through this bag right now. And I'm like, <laughs> Gee, you were doing the single solitary thing that could fuck you up. Yeah. What? Because who knows what this dude's bag might have needles in it. You don't know what anything's covered. With. This is the only thing. Where in your head? When, when you, why do you think this is a good idea? And what are you going to get? A bag of heroin and call the cops and go, a guy was in here who had heroin. Guess what? They don't hold on to it. They're not collecting heroin. They do the heroin. Evidence. It's not like they throw it away. And what were you going to do? Like, well, now I have heroin. I've been trying to get it and do it. My, like, I don't, what do you want? My friends worked at this uh, gas station. Do you remember the old Marathon gas station in Lakewood that was on Lake? Like, oh, yeah. The super small weird one. It was down that hill. I loved that yeah, gas station. Yeah, fucking Rory worked there for years. Was it? Is that closed? Yeah, it's long gone. Fuck, dude. He worked there for years, and uh, him and my other buddy used to work there, and they rolled... Uh, they were. They, I mean, we smoked weed at the time, but for some reason, they had a bunch of loose tobacco, and they rolled this, like, giant cigarette. It was, like, this fucking joint. Yeah. It was, like, this big. And they, like, for some reason just forgot and, like, left it there. And the boss was this old guy named Tom that owned the place. And he found it. And, of course, he thought it was drugs. He thought, yeah. it, he thought it was a joint. What and, like, the hell is this? But he couldn't prove who it was. But, but so, like, they, they, found, they found it in his office. It was just in a, in, a, in a clear plastic bag. And it was labeled evidence. <laughs> yeah, evidence. I've already like, called. Like, like, literally like a police crime scene. Oh, my he, God. He picked it, it up with two pencils. Yeah. <laughs> put it in a bag. People are so fucking dumb. I'm not saying you have to be fucking Serpico. Like, you don't have to be all in the streets. But there's things where, hey, if a heroin addict throws out unmarked anything in the trash like, don't touch it. big plastic bag from a convenience store just put it into a bigger trash where no one could get into it it's like it's if someone had it's so easy to tell this is weed this is tobacco do you ever think this is something weird i think about like loose drugs like in garbage and in the garbage like do you think like animals ever find it and then just get like oh, tripped yeah. out of their mind and just like have a heart attack and die there was Oh, that I don't know. I like, bet. Like, what if a squirrel accidentally? Yeah, I bet eats there's like been a couple, a couple raccoons that have fucking oh, yeah. like OD'd. But there is um, wherever the fuck jaguars live. I think maybe South America. Okay. Um, I think it's jaguars. Oh, they do coke. But no, they eat this fucking. It might even be like the, the leaves the of a coca plant yeah. or whatever. But they'll eat like a bunch of them, and then there's videos of them just on their back like. Kind of tripping the fuck out and just chilling. They're like laughing. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they, they just have like a human characteristics all of a sudden. It's but, laughing like Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Seth Rogen and Burt Kreischer. Just <laughs> the most annoying sounds in the woods. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, animals be doing drugs. They fucking know what trips them up. I, I mean, know, man. They. Animals are for sure eating like mushrooms and shit. I bet. Oh yeah, that's to feel like actually fucked they up. do that in that new there's new movie that's coming out called Strays. Oh, I, it looks pretty bad. Is, yeah, um, Will Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. God are damn, enough is enough, dude. I don't need. 
I'm right, sorry. Now I know why these fuckers are on strike. I love. Yeah, Will Ferrell <laughs> is. I love him for a lot of the stuff he's done. A lot of the current, probably a good third of everything he's done, dog shit. I he's a guy who's just doing it too. Yeah, he's getting the paychecks. It's probably easy work. It's not. They had some movie come out where he's like some fucking like European like Euro pop singer. It just looks what? And it's all. I think it's all in like a different language. It looks so bad. It is. It's wild. And Kevin Hart. What was that movie he did that was all in Spanish that no one saw? Oh, it's like Casa del. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Did he like write it? Like he thought it was funny. Like here's the thing though. I was talking to someone about this with Dave Chappelle. Okay. That, so Dave Chappelle's coming to town. My buddy was like, dude, you know, would you ever go? And I was like, I don't know. Am I just kind of going to get like current Dave Chappelle, which is... A TED Talk? It's a TED Talk. That has very funny things, but it is a TED Talk. And I was like, I get why he does that because not all, this motherfucker has been doing... Chappelle's done stand-up so long, he was sneaking in the comedy clubs underage to do stand-up, and now he's 50-plus years old. So you've been doing this shit for, let's say, 40 years. It, it becomes a point where you kind of have to, like, Picasso out, I imagine, where it's like, hey, I started off by doing jokes, heaters, bang progressed was so chilled out they were very loose and like a little more abstract bangers and then at a certain point you're like i'm gonna turn this whole thing is this even comedy it what's funny what's like what is stand-up now he yeah yeah, i kind of respect that he's kind of approaching it a certain way i agree where versus i think a counterpoint to that would be like george carlin like carlin did a million fucking specials and they're all really good, but it's also all just George. It's the same. It's the same format out of George well, Carlin. That's you know, I would I put Dave Chappelle right up there with George Carlin because George Carlin's a legend. Um, there was a really good two part documentary about him on HBO. Carlin, yeah, and is that people kind of forget there was a point in time where he kind of became like a caricature of himself. Yeah, and it, like his style of comedy and his delivery of jokes became unfat not only unfashionable but like people were like parodying it like they made fun yeah like, it's like a mockery like i think it was rick moranis on that um it was like the canadian version of snl mm-hmm. it was cctv and like they were just making fun of how corny he and, and like you know played well, out he was but then he had that big resurgence in the 90s well i don't know if, he was the old man the kind of you know like i don't know if they touch on advice. this in that doc but from what my understanding was is that motherfucker was broke. So he kept putting specials out so oh. frequently because you had to. Yeah. Whereas it's like why a lot of bands are always touring it, now. Exactly. Yeah. It's I think there was a period in time in the like eighties, nineties where it it's almost like no one had the foresight to have anyone else read a contract. Sure. And I feel like contracts back then were so predatory because a band or a comedian or someone was just like, ooh, an album, a special, this or that. And it's like you sign the paperwork, you get money up front. That money probably has to get recouped somehow. You blow it all. Now you're fucking out partying. Then you're stressed because you realize, fuck, I 
this shit didn't sell as well or blah, blah, blah. And now you're just in this cycle of I'm, fu- I'm going broke. I'm fucking stressed. I'm going to get fucked up. Then now you get all these problems and it's like now you're really in a hole. Well, it's an interesting dynamic as an entertainer. Once you hit, you, when you hit certain levels where it's like it's the same as almost like a sales job or a commission thing where it's like you get these big lump sums. It's not like you're making money every week. Yeah, 100%. Just, yeah. And like, that sounds nice, but it's not, a, you know, if you're not a practical person, yeah, and you're partying, you're not budgeting appropriately, that money will dry up really fast. It's, you don't have, I mean, unless we're talking like a million plus dollars is one thing, but it's like, oh, like, oh, I just got a check for 40 grand. Yeah, 40 grand's nothing to sneeze at, but like, but even, how long do you think that'll, you know, like, you, you, depending on what kind of bills you got? Well, and, even like some of these million dollar contracts, I think. The money goes a lot faster than you think. Yeah. It's before you know it, maybe you you pay off shit, you pay the taxes on and fuck, you might not even pay the taxes on it, still blow the million. Yeah. Now you owe the IRS. Put like Yeah, I mean you hear about all these people getting these bad deals. Chappelle was one of them, you know, and And but Chappelle was I feel like a kind of a start on and I don't I fucking know nothing about entertainment industry, but I feel like Chappelle's a little bit of a start on people going, well, what the fuck's this contract say? Yeah. What What's actually going on to see, like, and giving that, uh, like, the star, the fucking, like, entertainer, the artist, like, a little bit more control to go, I'm fucking out of this deal, dude. This, like, this shit doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so with entertainment, you know, it's, it's exactly what this whole strike is about. Is it's, it's changing the format of how things are. You know, the tall and short of it. The whole point, people are like, we don't really need CEOs. We don't need these people running these billion-dollar corporations. It's, it's you know, because it is a business. They run it like a business, and I get that. And everyone wants to make money, and everyone wants to be comfortable. But that's why you're seeing, in the, in the realm of entertainment, people, comedians doing podcasts. Or yeah. doing their own tour, releasing it on YouTube, releasing content just on their own accord. Like, I don't need some uh, group of people in a room deciding what's going to happen. You yeah. know, um, you can eliminate you, a lot of the extra people that once existed. Yeah, now due to the internet, people and, that don't create anything, they're literally just yeah. business people. And that's fine. I know the world and it needs those people. But when it comes to entertainment, it's sticky. It's the same thing with mu- you know, entertainment music. Yeah, the music people starting their own record labels. Hey, I don't need to sign with Warner Brothers or fucking it, yeah. It's not going to do anything necessarily different for my career. It's yeah, all it's just not going to make some random guy a bunch of money. That yeah. money's going to go directly to you, you or get, people that you care about that are actually you know in your in your uh, your fucking circle, your inner circle, and everyone can eat. You know. Yeah, I mean, you hear about people saying shit where it's like, if you're selling your own record, it, you make more money selling your own record and selling fifty thousand copies versus. Uh, going through a big studio and selling 500,000 copies because you're going to see all that actual money. But then again, you have to also be like business savvy, I think a little bit to be able to do that. And people are, like I said, so they either put in the work and learn it themselves or like I said, they keep it within their inner circle, their, their fam. Yeah. And it's like not literal family, but But like people like, you hope a homie became an accountant or someone is like, it's all vested in each other's best interests. Yeah. It's great. It's a beautiful thing. And it's, I think with that too, you do get to have like that entourage style of life of you can at least trust this person. But then it's also, I see it as, Oh, instead of, you know, like and just for like you know, point of reference, like when it comes to like yeah, like if you go sign with the big guy, there might be more money to be had. But like, 
things are just less messy. It's like, oh, instead of making a million dollars, I made five hundred thousand dollars, and it's like, dude, I can live with that. And now, now my whole fucking crew is like also eating too. It's great. everyone gets yeah. to like. You're seeing that it, it hasn't quite broken through yet, but people in the entertainment business they're really trying. It, it's been a slow creep for the past like yeah, 20, 25 years. Music is a little bit easier with that. Um, oh, A24 though is allowed to make movies. Really? Yeah, because they've agreed and. Um, I haven't heard this. A24 is good because they've agreed and seceded basically to like every demand of SAG and the Writers Guild and everything. Really? They were like, yeah, whatever you guys want, go for it. It's amazing. And it's great because A24, I also don't think had an issue in the first place. I'm sure they were like, they seem like one of those companies or production houses that when they started, they were like, let's make sure everyone's getting, because they're new enough to go, let's make sure everyone's getting paid. Let's make sure everything's above board that we want these people to work with us again, especially if they're putting out bangers. And A24 has been on a pretty big hot streak of big like hot streak, the yeah. only, essentially the only independent movie production company that gets movies in There's still, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not lines on a ledger, but at the same time it is because these movies are actually making money. It's, more importantly and that's what this whole thing's about also is just getting back to creating art you know like yeah not just this I, dude like i love the Mar- we love the marvel movies but like it's it it was kind of they a, are a people the... it's easy to pick to make fun of and and and, and poke fun of and and kind of call out some problems there sure when it comes to actual art yeah and i'm sure there's also not a great format of those people getting fucking paid their dues yeah so long story short to put a bow on that because we only got a couple minutes left um I think that this is actually a good th- step in the right direction. I think they might actually see some really creative stuff come out of all this. It's yeah. just going to take some time, unfortunately. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, too, with uh, everyone like striking. And even if, like Schultz was saying, like we were kind of talking about, if his it. His take was very. Clever oh, his take. And very he, insightful. Very insightful. I, I will give Andrew Schultz forever, whether you like the comedy or not. He is a incredibly intelligent businessman. And someone who savvy, yeah, and someone who also seemingly does a good job at looking at a perspective or at looking at a situation from multiple perspectives where it's like, hey, I I get what you guys want. Have we considered what the consequences? Can we we be realistic? Yeah. Can we consider because there's it's give and take. So if someone gives on what you want. There's going to be a take, which is, okay, sure, we'll pay these writers that money. Yeah. But guess what? The writer pool just got cut in half because now we don't have the money to make those things. And not only is that writer pool cut in half, now you have another 50% that want to get in that pool. So everyone's game. I think the shows we get after this strike are going to be bangers because – you have so much. You got to make the cut. It's you like have a so much team. more competition. Yeah. It's like a football team. You got to make the cut, baby. Yeah, you got like you want to be. This is Premier League soccer, brother. We can't just give you. You know, you're writing. You're beyond. You're on the bench. Sorry, yeah. your writing wasn't strong uh, enough. Yeah, you're guy, on the fucking bench. guy who worked at Netflix writing and just doing scripts for fucking this, that, and the other for ten shows that didn't fucking make it. Yeah. Dude, I get it. You worked for hey, seven years. But uh, plenty of jobs holding cue cards. Yeah, I mean, there's... If you really like, want to work in Hollywood. And here's the thing. 
you're probably you're probably an intelligent enough person you join the workforce they'll, with us brother they'll, they'll figure it out yeah, it's, right. you know what i mean like it sucks but guess what we aren't sitting here on gold coins like scrooge mcduck dude An- anthony bourdain had his crew and the, like, he like they were doing like a kind of like a summer like party with like a rap thing yeah and he was trying to get them to like help him with like uh the prep and food he's like have any of you guys worked in a restaurant before and literally none of them he's like all you fucking trustafarian, like, yeah. you know, fuckheads. He's like, you guys have never had, like, worked an honest day in your life. The dude's like, oh, I hope my mom cooked Thanksgiving dinner one year. Yeah, like, they're like, total fucking the fuck sh- They're a bunch of shithead fucking uh, film school fucking trust fund kids. Uh, anyways, that's a that's No, a, I'm right there with you. Bet. It's like, they're, I'll end it on this, like, like you said, a lot of people want to work in this industry. Guess what, dude? A lot of fucking people want to be in the NBA. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Just because... It turns out you can't double the amount of teams in the NBA and it still be entertaining. It's got to be this set amount. Writers, that's where you guys are at, dude. Yeah. A bunch of other actors. practical, man. Yeah, like realistic. actors got other jobs. Uh, how many actors say they serve tables? Right. You know, like, sucks to suck. And I think they should get paid properly. But, yeah, it's going to cut, cut some motherfuckers. So I'm going to hijack the last like three minutes of this yeah. real quick just for some of the things, some of the comic book media. We'll keep this like more comic okay, cornery. Yeah. So, and I'll keep it brief. I already talked about Spider-Verse. It was very good. Check it out. Definitely some kind of like weird emotional stuff, but like, you know, it carries the story really well. I did not realize this when I see it, that when I saw it, uh, that it was going to be a, like a two-parter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It finishes on a to-be-concluded thing or to-be-continued, whatever. And now that movie got pushed. I know, and I'm sure, yeah, that's not surprising, but um, I, w- I wasn't, ex- I thought that was really cool at the end because I was not expecting it. Yeah, I and, think um, no one really expected no, it. No, they that did that a really way. good job. I liked it just as much, if not more, than Into the Spider-Verse. It was really okay. solid. We just kind of saw it on a whim one day at the theater. Um, also saw New Indiana Jones. Hell yeah. Very solid. Um, I was telling Pat on the drive earlier to come record this episode that the de-aging stuff was crazy cool. The first, like, 35 minutes of it is bangers it's like 1945 it's like right when the, you know it's, it's uh, nazi germany's crumbling like it's it's yeah, wrapping up right world war ii 45 but that's right? the era of, of the indian gents everyone likes is the nazi stuff that, you yeah know? it's the best i mean that's and i think that's where even steven spielberg was like damn dude after he did schindler's list like i really don't want to do any more nazi shit the, i mean they did even have like even in kingdom of the crystal skull that stuff was lingering like um I think like uh, what's her face? Oh yeah, because that was like Russia, right? Kate, but it was kind of Blanchett's character was Russian, but like there were Nazis involved. Yeah, they're like we're Russia by way of you Nazis. Know, yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe it was more of a, a Red Scare thing. I think she, yeah, I, I think because that, that was it was Cold War era when they did yeah that. yeah. And no um, one cares about that. So yeah, no, it was good. I liked the, that kind of weird twist ending at the end. Oh, you know what's what's going to happen when they find this mythical thing? That yeah, was kind of interesting. The... See, I'm not going to spoil any of that for anyone, but it, it was kind of wild. Um, not quite as far fetched as you know aliens or whatever, which is everyone wasn't pissed. Crystal Skull. No, yeah, people were pissed off about all, that whole thing, but it's it's not as uh, uh, terrestrial, if you will. I love that. Uh, also, last little comic book thing, I actually reread. I read it twice now. Uh, Tom King's Rorschach. I had to read it twice. It's kind of a mind fuck. Really? It's because that's th- the DC one. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Shout um, out Tom King. The ending. Uh, it was one of those things when I finished it, I was like, wait. Did what happened, what I think just happened, happen? And but it wasn't something I could go back a couple pages. I really just reread the whole thing. You were just like to it's make sure that it. I like was picking up everything. Did you get the graphic novel for it? Yeah. Okay. Um, if you want to borrow it, dude, it's, I might need to. It, dude. It, it, it's but I said like it's kind of like you. I really couldn't imagine just reading it once. I mean like oh I know what happened. Do they get it's, it's, some other DC characters in there? 
Um, it was a pretty self-contained just Rorschach. Think. Oh, so I think I mentioned in another episode. Yeah, there's a couple people that are like... So Frank Miller, the writer, is a <laughs> is character. In it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other character... Um, is very, very... I think it's definitely supposed to be Steve Ditko. It's, like, very okay. obvious. He's a old guy that is, like, a kind of a hermit that lives in his little apartment in New York that, that used to write a very successful comic book called uh, Pontius Pirate, which is, like, the... The play uh, on the pirate thing from the original Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, and also that was, like, his Spider-Man, like, the Steve exactly. Ditko thing. And they're, like, making... They're, like, in the, in the comic book, like they just came out with, like, the second or third Pontius Pilot movie. And uh, so it's and it's just cool how they they, they incorporate all that. Um, there's little callbacks to the Watchmen TV series because I think it came out shortly after that. Okay. Um, where Robert Redford's president. And, uh, I got gotcha, uh, gotcha. The whole squids thing, you know, and like uh, it's it's interesting. So check that out. That's pretty much all I got, though. All right, guys. Well, thank you as always for listening. Thank you, Sean, for coming through. We're gonna thank get you. you guys back on a regular schedule of some Threads and Dreads pods here. Um, as always, go follow us on Instagram.com backslash threads and dreads pod. Uh, Patreon is where you can support us with that real cash money, baby. Nine, nine, bling, bling. <laughs> Patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. Uh, five bucks. We would really appreciate it. S- helps us, you know, make this shit real. I broke the ring ca- light, so I got to fix that. Oh, you did? Uh, I knocked it over. Drunkenly, were you, were you shooting a porn in here? Or I was shooting pornos and I broke it with my vigorous love making. And what's your OnlyFans? Um, but yeah, go <laughs> follow all those things, do all the good stuff. Uh, check us out on YouTube at Untitled Shoe Show and get those likes up, and I'll get those YouTube checks. Thanks, y'all. Love you guys. Stay listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye.